0: people. My friends, and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host Stephen Henning, and I am your host Dixie Lee Henning. And this is a podcast where we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life. Just a real quick reminder up top here: you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No People Pod. We also have a Patreon campaign running at Patreon.com/slash No People Pod, where you can get in on some private Discord server action. You could submit questions that we could ask. Every guest on the show, there is a monthly bonus episode that we release after the first Saturday of every month. And at certain tiers, you can even join that bonus episode mm-hmm. and hang out with us every month. I'm cool. Come hang out. So check it out people nopeoplepod. Yeah. In this episode, we are recapping some past guests from the year, tw- the year of our Lord 2020. Yep. Nicholas Cage. Our Lord, Nicholas Cage. I think <laughs> I've also said our Lord Brad Pitt yeah. in the show before. Yeah. Yeah. These are guests that we've had in the past. We asked them a series of questions. We sent them an email and asked them, hey, would you record just a voice memo and pretend you're leaving us a voicemail? Yeah. And just let's check in on where your life is at since recording the podcast. So, Dixie, give us a rundown. So you
1: guys know what the questions are. I'm just going to list them off. What was it like being on the podcast? We asked everyone to tell us about their pets, if they have any. What is a smell from your childhood that transports you to a good memory have you had any notable life changes since recording your episode of the podcast? What is one silver lining positive that has come from COVID-19? And do you have any ongoing projects you'd like to mention?
0: There we go. So with that framework set up, let's throw to our their current guests, but also they were previous yeah. guests. So that's fun. Here we go.
1: Doing it.
2: Hi there, this is Josh from episodes three and four of No Normal People. What was it like being on the podcast? Being on the podcast was pretty great. Honestly, it felt really flattering to be interviewed about my personal life and my personal story on a podcast. Although, I recently found out that my now girlfriend listened to both episodes before our first date and she didn't tell me that for two months. So um, shout out to Stephen and Dixie for being very generous interviewers and uh, making me look good. So if anyone wants to be interviewed, you have that potentially to look forward to. What is a smell from your childhood that transports you to a good memory? For me, this is definitely coffee. I've always liked how coffee smells and even... Even like that dark sludge that my parents make in their coffee pot at home. And now I'm making a career out of coffee. So I guess that smell really stuck with me. Have I had any notable life changes since recording my episode of the podcast? Since my episodes were recorded, which was almost two years ago now, I've moved from Montana to Seattle. Wow, that's crazy. That was almost two years ago that those episodes were recorded. Here in Seattle, I've started a career at a really cool coffee company called Storyville. I've moved on from a previous relationship. I've started a new one. Um, I've recently started a podcast. It's kind of crazy to me how much life has changed so dramatically since being on the show. Like a lot of the things that I talked about in the show on No Normal People, I don't really do those things anymore. Like I I live kind of a different life now, which feels kind of surreal in a lot of ways. But I was just thinking the other day how thankful I am for how positive life change can really be, even the leaving behind of some old things and the beginning of new things. What is one silver lining positive that has come from COVID 19? Honestly, because of the pandemic and the economic situation that happened, I've saved more money than I ever have, partially because of unemployment and partially because of a generous employer. And that feels really surreal to have the world and our country feel like it's in turmoil and me feel like I'm just securely getting on my feet for the first time. So I feel really thankful for that. Do I have any new or ongoing projects? Fun fact, partly because of No Normal People, Stephen, myself, and our friend Emily from episode 26 of No Normal People we have all started a brand new podcast called Ravel. You've probably heard a trailer for it. Maybe you've checked out an episode, but it's just our uh, theological musings about what it's like to make sense of our faith as growing budding adults in a modern world with access to technology and information at our fingertips. So we started that um, about two months ago and it's been a, Wild ride since. So if you haven't checked out the show, if that's something you're interested in, we have a blast. Do you have a short message? Ask sentiment to share with our audience. Whatever you do, whatever you do for work, whatever your situation is, whoever you voted for, no matter where you're at spiritually, please don't forget to breathe. Take some deep breaths, drink more water, make yourself a good drink. Ask your cashier how their day was. Tip a little extra. Don't let yourself be stressed about things outside your control. Yes, 2021 can't come soon enough. But also, life is now in the present. Live where you're at.
1: people, people. Uh, I was asked by Steven and Dixie just to give a little catch-up about me and my life post-podcast episode. So, I have a small little list of questions that I'm just going to kind of answer for everybody and give you a little insight as to what's going on with me. So, first things first, I want to talk a little bit about the podcast and how much I loved it. Not very often do you kind of sit down with somebody and get asked questions about what you like and dislike and Um, go from very surface-level topics to very deep ones, and for me personally, my personality, I really love it when people want to talk to me on a deeper level and want to get to know me on a deeper level, so I loved it. Everything about the podcast, Stephen and Dixie are wonderful, they're friendly, and they truly care, and they're interested, and so that in itself was really exciting, but not only that, after the podcast, I had so many people come up to me and say things like, oh, I didn't know this about you, or I had no idea that that had happened in your life, and I didn't know that this is how you became a nail tech, and it was just really interesting to see how my friendships deepened with the ones that I had already had and how I kind of had some friendships blossom from people listening to the show and just kind of catching in more of an interest into, like, who I was, and yeah. It was just a really cool thing to see, a really cool, almost like a social experiment just to see how people responded, and it was honestly super positive, and I absolutely loved it. Um, The second question I have here is about pets. So, I have three pets. I have my first pet ever. Her name is Esmeralda. She's a cat. Uh, She is a Manx cat, so she is very small, and she has, like, a two-inch tail, which is totally normal. Nobody cut it off. She's completely fine. She's never been maimed, but... Uh, She's very small, and she's also very soft. I love her with everything that I have, but she definitely has RBF hardcore. She never looks very happy, but she is the most cuddly, adorable cat ever, and I love her. Uh, My other pet is Arlo. Arlo is a golden doodle that I got last summer. He's the first, like, major hard work I've ever had to put into keeping something alive. Esmeralda was easy. You kind of just get her a litter box and some food and then she's good to go. Arlo, not so much. And then Vinny is my other dog. Uh, He is my husband's dog from before we ever dated and then now my dog through marriage and I love him Love him. While I love both of my pets very much, Arlo and Esmeralda, I think they're great and I would never trade them for the world. If anybody asked me what kind of dog they should get, I would recommend a bulldog, hands down. Vinny has so much personality, it's seriously mind-blowing to me how much personality this dog has. Sometimes I don't look at him as a dog, I look at him as like a toddler. So he's wonderful, love my pets. Third question. So, a smell from my childhood that transports me to a good memory. So, for anybody who had listened to the podcast that I was introduced on, you might hear or remember that I had an alcoholic father who kind of ended up being abusive and I was and I put I was put in the system basically by the end of all that. But while I know that that side of the story isn't a very happy side, I mean, when I was a little kid, before I was, like, really cognizant of what was going on with my dad and, like, his girlfriends and stuff, I was really close to my dad, and I loved him very much. And so, the one smell that I could think of that takes me back to something is Old Spice. My dad always smelled like Old Spice. I'm pretty sure he had shampoo, deodorant, whatever you name it, body wash. And so, I remember, as a little kid, any time I woke up in the middle of the night because I was scared or had a bad dream or whatever it might be, I would go into my dad's room and of course he would let me sleep with him. I was like three probably at the time and I always asked if I could snuggle backs, <laughs> which I know sounds weird, but I wanted to touch him so that I knew that I wasn't going to be like eaten alive by whatever monsters I thought were under the bed. So. I wanted to snuggle backs because I didn't like to breathe, like, hot, warm air. So, I didn't want to face something that wouldn't, like, allow the air to circulate. So, his back and my back would touch, and I called it snuggle backs. And so, the smell of Old Spice makes me think of that, which is honestly pretty nice. I mean, my dad wasn't, he ended up not being, like, the best, not making some great decisions, but I have hope that my dad can kind of be the dad that I remember in that memory. So, it's a good one. The next question. So, notable life changes since recording. So, Nick and I bought a house. It's huge. That's like the, by far, one of the biggest things that could happen to me since recording the podcast. It's amazing. I love it. Uh, We both love it so much. We kind of, on a whim, decided that we wanted to buy a house, and we really didn't think that we would find one right away, and Uh, After about like six or six to eight houses that we had looked at, none of them had really blown us away, and we got really lucky finding the one that we have, and it's amazing. It's mid-century style, which I absolutely love, and it's got a little bit of a modern finish, which Nick absolutely loves, so it's a really nice mix of two of the things that we both really wanted in a home. It's got these big, beautiful windows and it's got space to have a family, so we're very excited. It's gonna be a really nice move into our future and something that I know we could grow into for a long time, so that's super exciting. Next one, silver lining from COVID. So, I mean, COVID kind of (laughs) sucks and I think everybody could see that, but I would say that I have two silver linings. One is very surprising. Uh, My business wasn't really super affected by it. If I'm being honest, I feel like my business kind of boomed after the fact. I really couldn't tell you why, but uh, I just got busier and busier and busier after COVID, and I haven't really slowed down since, so I'm very thankful for that. But the other silver lining that I would argue everybody could probably see if they have the right perspective is the amount of quality time we've been able to spend with our loved ones, like the people we hold closest, Um, and I'm not talking about, like, your big friend group that you saw, like, once a week or anything like that, but, um, like, Nick and I kind of got thrown into quarantine straight after marriage and spent so much quality time together, and for me, I really love that. That's one of my highest level of love languages, so it was really nice to have quality time with my new husband and kind of learn how to live together, but also it kind of made us both a little bit more intentional in our relationships, not only with each other, but also outside of the fact. So it made us a little bit more intentional with our friendships and our family and kind of just appreciate what we have and kind of use whatever we can to stay in touch with them and to show them that we love them. And yeah, so I mean, COVID sucks and I think quarantine especially sucked, but I would argue that At the end of the day, if you have the right perspective on things, then, you know, you can always see the better and see the good. And I think one of those would be the people that we love and the the way that we love them can be kind of made better through all of this. The next question, so any new or ongoing projects um, worth a mention? So very recently, actually over the last week, I've made some major improvements to my nail business. I have started branding myself, so that's been exciting. It's also been incredibly difficult. I definitely got into nails for the artistics aspect of things, not the business, but I have to know both and I have to be good at both, so I did a lot of researching and kind of breakdowns of my prices and my inventory and all of these things that are very businessy and I made a lot of changes to my pricing, my policies. Like I said, I did a brand for myself, so now I am no longer Nails by Maria. I am Midnight Nails. Kind of a little pun on my new last name night. So yeah, that's super exciting. I'm really stoked to see where these things take me and I can already feel like this is a really positive thing and that I'm I'm very excited for. All right. The last little question that I've got here is, do I have any message or question or sentiment that I'd like to share with everybody? And, I mean, I think I would like to just go back to the COVID thing that I explained. I feel like everybody with COVID and all of the social injustice that's been happening in the country and then elections happening this year as well. I mean, I think everybody's plates are pretty full and that's not even thinking about all of the personal things that might be going on in someone's life, but I think if people could just take a moment and sit back and instead of thinking of all of those things as stressful situations and things that we can't seem to understand and are angry or upset about, maybe we could think about all of the good things. Like I said, I choose to think about the time that I got to spend with my new husband and I mean, while, I mean, it's hard to figure out how to live with anybody, but it was still super fun and I think that we figured out a lot of things that otherwise would have taken us years and I super appreciate that he was as patient with me as he was throughout that and that he was willing to go through this global pandemic and figure out all of these hard things with me and then we we were just better with our friends and I don't know, I'm the kind of person that gets really busy and just swept up in, in the now and I forget about my community and COVID kind of helped me remember that. So I guess my last short message and sentiment is to kind of be be mindful of the things that you're grateful for, because no matter how hard life is, for whatever reason that may be, there's always something to be grateful for. So yeah, that's kind of all I've got for you guys.
3: What's going on, No Normal People listeners? Uh, it's Austin here, checking in. I was episode six. It's been a while since then. Shameless plug, if you want to go back and listen to that. Since it has been so long, feel free. If you want to go back and, uh, and, and listen to that, there's some stuff. I don't like plugging myself, but there you go. So uh, we, have, we have a couple questions here. Kind of give you guys some updates. What's happened in life since the interview? Since you heard from me on a podcast? Along with everybody else, I think we're up to almost 40 now, is that right? I'm sure Stephen will correct me if that's wrong, maybe, you never know. But, uh, but yeah, let's, g- let's get into it. Just a quick update, what's happening in life, what's going down, where we're at, right? So uh, what was it like being on the podcast? I loved it. It was, it was a ton of fun. Got to sit down with some good friends, hang out, share kind of some of my story, what's going on, and, and talk. I like to talk, so that was really good. It was a fun time. It was a good like hour and a half, two hour conversation that was minced down for the podcast. Told a lot of stories, had a lot of good conversation, fun interaction. Good time all around. 10 out of 10 would do again. Uh, 11 out of 10 want to do again. So, you know, hint, hint. There is a, there's a question on here about smell. Smells from your childhood and how they take you back. Like, what do you smell? And you're like, oh man, good memory. And for me, that is, that really gross algae smell that's on lakes, you know, when they're like stagnant, warm, mediocre, midwestern, muddy, disgusting bodies of water. Those ones, and they have that nasty algae growth on top, and then it just smells, and it's extremely rank, and typically it's almost like you can drink the air when you're around that. Yeah, that smell reminds me of the lake I grew up fishing on. Used to do a lot of fishing. Still try to when I, when I have time, but that smell for some reason just sit there and fish it's not a bad thing I guess pine would also be a good one pine is good That's probably more normal than like this dank rank disgusting algae and rotting thing I don't even know what it's called. It. I don't know what it is I don't even think it's the algae but it's something like, if you've been around it you know the smell I'm talking about and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it there so yeah there you go picture that picture the smell mmm gross stagnant lake have I, had any, uh, have I had any notable life changes? Well, I moved out of my apartment right as COVID happened and then didn't have a job for a month and the rental market was kind of non-existent because, uh, because that's what happens when the entire economy tries to shut down. So I'm still living in one of my friends slash boss's basements with him and his family. And I actually really enjoy it. I don't mind at all living with them, but... Hopefully they don't mind living with me. I don't think they do. I feel like we get along pretty well. It's just like a big family. It's great. Uh, I don't have, I don't really have qualms with that. So living there, making music, doing stuff. I do have a uh, a new project coming out soon ish. I don't have a time frame. I've been working on it today actually. That's why I'm in the studio doing that and then recording this. But but there is a project that's going to be coming soon. I don't have a name that I can tell you yet. It does have a name. Will I disclose it here? No. But if Dixie and Steven just want a link in the uh, the, little, the little the doobly-doo down down below on the Spotify, or wherever you listen to this fine podcast, this, uh, this form of ear candy, ear nectar, sustenance for your hearing vessels. Uh, wherever you partake, hopefully there will be a link to my, my Spotify or Apple music or all of the above artist page in there. I only have one single out right now, and it was mentioned on the original podcast, but soon to follow, there will be more. Um, I don't plan on stopping. I enjoy making music, and I, uh, I I would like to help people through it. We discussed all that in the podcast, though. Um, I just want got to be able to work through that. So if that's something you're interested in checking out, by all means, it should be down in the description-y thing. The next one, the next one is phrased, What is something good that came from COVID? What's a benefit? I think there were a lot of benefits, actually. Personally, I mean, I got to live with my friends, actually spend time paying off debt. My expenses went way down because I moved out of the place I was living and was crashing with friends for the first three months, March through, whenever. I'm still crashing with friends, but you get the point. (laughs) It's been like eight months since I've had a house. But that's also okay. So I was doing all that, moved out, was settled, didn't have all of the, you know, financial strain, didn't have all of the rent payments to worry about when I was out of work for all of March. Used some of the government money to pay down some of my debt, buy a car that was actually reliable, something I enjoy, something that'll work. Like, it kind of worked out in my favor. I'm not, it's, it, it, it worked. I know that there were some people who were not as fortunate as that, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, I also ended up having a lot of free time And free time equates to boredom sometimes. And when you're that bored and you're sitting at home all the time, not having a job with nobody else in the house, sometimes you're like, you know, I'm going to go for a walk. And I really like walking. I love going for walks. I love going for hikes. And I was like, I'm going to walk around the block. You know, it's like four miles. Try to do like four mile loop a day. That started taking a while. And I was like, you know what? I could probably do this faster. Hated running growing up. I've always, I always just absolutely had disdain for running. But I started actually walking four miles a day and then walking faster four miles a day. And then eventually running the four miles or the first mile of it was not that hard. And then I ran two miles and then I ran three miles of it. And I was like, you know what? This isn't too bad. I'll just do a 5k a day. So I started running. Now it's one of my favorite things. Nothing better than like going down from by riverfront. Just take riverfront park and go on those trails down by Yellowstone in the spring or summer. And it is so nice. So I I like running now. That was a benefit of COVID. No complaints here. Oh, a short message slash ask slash sentiment. Could you guys just like be nice to each other? Especially, I mean, I'm recording this like as they're still tabulating election results, you know, three days after the election. And this won't come out for a bit, but like, be nice to each other. I have friends on both sides of the aisle and I'm not going to go on this rant here. I, I have friends that are diametrically opposed to me and we still go and we hang out And we'll play disc golf and get coffee and chill and BS all day. And we can still be friends and have different viewpoints. Sit down, talk with people. If you don't understand them, don't get mad. Ask them questions. That's probably what I have to say. And I'm not saying that out of like (sighs) being mad at people for doing that. I just think it's kind of disrespectful of other humans to just hate them based on something you might not understand or a different viewpoint. So sit down and talk about it. And if you disagree, cool. That's great. Move on. I think that's about that.
4: (laughs) What was it like being on the podcast? I love having good conversation, and you're a great conversationalist, and you ask great questions, so it was a good time. It was a good conversation. I'm always up for a good conversation. Tell us about your pets. We have a four-year-old dog, miniature schnauzer, named Ollie who I swore I was never going to let on my furniture or sleep on my bed and he definitely does both. And then we've got Coco who is the guinea pig who has wild, crazy hair, calyx all over the place, whose bedroom is in our laundry room. (laughs) What's a smell from your childhood that transports you to a good memory? This is an interesting question. <laughs> it took me a while to think of it. Maybe it's because we're in the holiday season that this came to mind, but this sounds silly, but when we would open up the Christmas decoration boxes, there's a smell of the fake Christmas smells, the pine and the cinnamon mix, and maybe even some of the candles that had been in the box for a long period of time. So. That smell reminds me of Christmas decorating. My mom and I always spend a lot of time decorating and going all out. So I think that would be the smell that comes to my mind from childhood. Have you had any notable life changes since recording your episode of the podcast? Absolutely. I was actually laid off because of COVID-related uh, issues. And so I'm finding myself uh, in a position of looking for and determining the next baton, as I would say, the the next thing that I'm going to carry and the next lane that I'm going to run. What is one silver lining positive that has come from COVID-19? I think that there are a lot of silver lining positives, actually. And it's not just because I am positive, Patty. I'm not that. I think I've just noticed that there was some needed disruption in our normals. And one of them I would say is that because of our limited social choices, because of our limited commitments, we spent and have spent a lot of time as a family since March. In fact, I've been very intentional about using our time to schedule a day where we do family things, whether that's in the home doing a ping pong tournament or a game night, or a baking adventure, or really from March through August, almost every weekend we went and found a new hiking spot. Those are some memories and some times and some investments that are pure gold to me. So I'd say they're a gold lining, not just a silver lining uh, from COVID. Do you have any new or ongoing projects you'd like to mention? Well, I think that there will be new and ongoing projects. I am a life coach and a habits coach, and I am going to be moving into doing more organizational coaching. That was one thing that I really loved about my last job is I could take what I do with individuals and do it for an organization, meaning help define the purpose, the mission and the vision, help identify the core values and the key pieces that create the culture, and then identify stumbling blocks and obstacles uh, to overcome and things to be strategic about, and then start back at where you are, identify where you are, and determine the next best steps and strategy moving forward. You can do that with an individual, and you can do that with an organization, and I think I will be moving toward the organization side of it but I'm also taking more one-on-one clients now, uh, which I didn't have the time for with with the other job that I had. So those will be part of the new lanes that I'll run. We'll We'll see. We'll have to find out what's coming. Do you have a short message, ask, or sentiment to share with our audience? When I first read this question, my first thought was, I'm not sure who the audience is. And then I thought, well what would be a message or ask or sentiment to share with any human right now that would be applicable to every single human listening? I think what would come to my mind is for everybody in this circumstance, no matter what kind of pain you're feeling, whether it's just uncomfortability, uncertainty, frustration, maybe there's loss and grieving, maybe there's uh, fear, And anxiety and depression everybody is feeling some sort of a pain right now it could just be frustration and annoyance whatever that level of pain is right now I think what I would want to say maybe this is the mom in me or, or maybe it's the the life coach in me is that all of this is temporary all of this is temporary and we will become stronger from the pain paths that we walk, that this will give us a platform in our future. It'll give us a passport into places that we wouldn't have gone before. It'll give us an ability to, to do things that we wouldn't have uncovered had this season not happened, had we not experienced uh, and even felt the frustrations or the, the bigger pains that we're feeling now. And that's hard, it's hard to think and believe in the moment but I've lived enough life and worked with enough people that if we can remind ourselves that it's temporary, we're not gonna be stuck here, then the scale of helplessness to hopefulness can move forward toward hopefulness a little bit more. And it can help us just to get back up and go at it another day. So find ways, I guess, to help you move from helplessness to hopefulness in this season. We're gonna get on the other side.
5: on the podcast was a particularly unique experience in the sense that I think as as adults many of us don't get much of an opportunity to just talk and process uh, things about ourselves that we think makes us uniquely us and uh, the experiences that we've had in our lives that have that have built us into the people that we are so getting to sit down and just talk with somebody for an hour and a half on what makes you you and what makes your experiences unique that's that's really uh, that's that's really a um, a special thing and so uh, no normal people was the coolest experience in that regard getting to to do something uh, like that as an adult um, and share that with the world some smells that have the particular power to bring me back to my childhood um, probably aren't specific smells, but more a conglomeration of, uh, of different uh, smells that, that remind me of my time uh, both as a child and all the way up to now as an adult um, that remind me of Hong Kong and uh, how much I love that city. Things as inane as exhaust from a bus and certain types of street foods, um, smells of the big city. They are probably not outright pleasant smells, but for me, they will just send me straight back to um, being a, a teenager and exploring Hong Kong with my family and eating the most phenomenal food there um, and just absorbing the uh the energy of that city um and those people and uh and that is that is probably what i'd say the one of the smells that has the strongest power to immediately transport me to a different time and place uh from memory um would definitely be that obviously a lot of normal life has changed since at least my recording of no normal people but uh since the advent of covid-19 and the the precautions that we've all undertaken to uh to slow that spread and uh keep each other uh and ourselves safe the one thing that i um keep coming back to is how uh resilient we as humans are and specifically with in in this context i think that the the ways that we have gone about innovating New methods of connecting with each other, with friends, with family, in the absence of our normal routines and normal habits, will have a lot of fruit to bear uh, after, I'm not quite sure I can say after all of this blows over, but once we can stamp this thing out for the most part and see life begin to return to some, uh, some semblance of normalcy, it's it's going to be, I think, incredibly beautiful to see our old methods of connection with each other merge with our new methods of connection with each other. And I uh, remain optimistic that it's going to be a uh, more holistic and more sustainable method of going about our lives for all of us.
6: Bonner just calling to check in since we last chatted. Uh, You asked me some questions just for a follow up, which I thought was really cool and exciting. First of all, I just want to thank you for having me on the podcast this year. In itself, I had a stinking blast sitting and chatting with you. And honestly, I could sit and do it again. And we could have gone way longer. So thank you again for having me on there anytime I'm willing and wanting to come back and chat with you because I just adore you and Dixie and love what you're doing. So thank you. Um, so things that are new in 2020, 2020 has been quite exciting for everybody, right? Presley, my Shih Tzu, uh, had to miss a haircut. He couldn't see. And when he'd wake up, he had knots in his eyes. So he would look up and it just looked like he was miserable. And one day it was snowing and he looked up at me and he couldn't see. And I thought, I know, buddy, today's a rough day. We're stuck at home and it's snowing and you can't get a haircut. And my roots are growing out too. And he just looked at me and turned his head sideways and goes, Yep, I'm with you. So that's, that's what's been going on in our house. He sent me a list of questions here just to kind of touch base. Let's see. What is a smell from your childhood that transports you to a good memory? Ooh, I have a good answer for this. My grandma. That might sound weird. My grandmother and my mom have always worn the same perfume my entire life. So my mom, first of all, I'd be at school, so I guess I have two my mom, I would walk up in the hallway and I would know she was there and go, my mom is here. And the kids would go, what? You're so weird. What do you mean? And I'm like, I can smell her. And they'd look at me. They're like, that's even weirder. And I'm like, no, she is. And she'd be down there in the principal's office. Who knows doing what she was. A, she was very involved in schools. So she wanted to make sure that if we, you know, if we were full, we didn't have to eat all of our lunch. Like she was always fighting for kids rights, which I love about her. Uh, sadly, it tired her out, so she wasn't as involved when my brother got to school, because I think she got pretty tuckered out with PTA by that point. Since I've only got savvy, I think I'll be in for the long haul and the fight and take over where she left off. So I need to find a scent for myself. But anyway, the other scent is my grandma. I'd get home, and immediately I'd open the door, and my grandma Joan, oh, my gosh, she was from the South, and she would just giggle, laugh, and she taught me how to play the organ, she took me shopping every time school was gonna start. She was got me a first day of school outfit. There are just so many good memories. She'd take me out to eat all the time and every once in a while, she'd get me a cookie at Wendy's. Every Christmas, she'd get me an Elvis calendar. There's just so many good memories. So those would be those would be my two sensory smell memories. Um, let's see here, next question you gave me was, have you had a notable life change since recording your episode on the podcast? Yowzers. I don't know if it's a life change. Well, it is. It's an experience. I, I had an added experience. When COVID first began in terms of shutting down billings, we were working from home, and I was home alone, and all week long, I kept having stomach pains. And in the middle of the day one day, I thought, okay, I'm not feeling good. And then all of a sudden, I found myself in so much pain, um, I was laying in the middle of my living room floor by myself at home with again, Presley staring at me and trying to figure out what's wrong. And I was puking and I had to call an ambulance and I questioned myself the entire ride there. I thought, what if this is just gas pains? How embarrassing I'm going to the emergency room for this. And anyway, turns out all in like a two second moment of being fed fentanyl for the pain. Um, I found out that I had bled out over a liter of blood internally. Uh, they were rushing me out of the ER. Uh, barely even checked me out of there, and told me I was pregnant, um, and that the baby was probably seven or eight weeks, and that it was in my the baby was in my fallopian tube, and my fallopian tube had ruptured. Um, and if I if I had waited another two hours, I would not have been alive today. So. Uh, I, I experienced a lot of emotions and by that time I had bled out by so much. I was very indifferent to many things. So I don't think, I think my body just trying to survive in that moment, um, is where I was at mentally. And then the the next few weeks took a lot to process the fact that I have always wanted another baby and that we had a little angel who is in heaven now watching over us. And I'm grateful for that. And I've, I've taken a lot from that. I'm still taking a lot from that. I'm still processing it. Honestly, I don't think I fully processed because uh, it's still making me kind of emotional just sharing with you here. But I want to be very open and transparent about it and about any experiences I've had. Um, but the funniest part and the best part of the story is, um, well, A, I'm alive and I get to still be Savvy's mom. And my mom's daughter and John's wife, which even if I wasn't alive, I would still be all those things, but I still get to be on this earth and a part of their life. Um, but the coolest part of it was a month before it happened, Savvy came up to me and touched my stomach. Savvy's my four-year-old daughter. And she said, mama, you have a baby in your tummy. And John was in the room with me. And I looked at him and he looks at me and I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, no, I don't. And she's like, yes, you do. And then all of a sudden she had a sister. imaginary sister and then like a week later she told john while laying in bed with him she said mommy has a baby in her tummy and john just kind of went along with it and after this all happened her sister went away and so it was we looked at each other right before i was being rushed into um surgery that we looked at each other and we thought we said to each other she knew savvy knew before we knew that i was pregnant and it was just amazing and crazy and a great reminder that children have this innocent tenacity for life and their openness for being able to see things and see miracles you know we could see them too but we just i think can become so clouded by life and 2020 could really cloud a person along with any other events and experiences in your life but such a beautiful moment to look back at even now to realize like there's so much happening around us that we can't see, but it's there. And she, that little girl could see it. And she just knew and she felt it. And I know it's not a full explanation because I don't really know how she knew it. Um, but I just, I love that story. So that's my answer to that. It's probably a little heavier than what you're looking for. Um, but I thought I'd share it. Okay, let's see. What else is on my list here? Um, what is one silver lining positive that has come from COVID-19? Hmm, That's a good question. I actually hadn't read these before I started doing this. So, COVID, sickness, masks, keeping us inside. Okay. Being together as a family. It has increased our appreciation for each other. It's increased, you know, I guess for John and I, working together more as a team um, in terms of, what we do on a daily basis. We're also trying out a new project. We are going to flip our first house. (laughs) I helped build, um, I didn't help build. Uh, John gave me the pleasure of designing his lobby for Glass Specialist and he saw how much I lit up over designing and creating and so we literally just closed on a house that has very ugly things which is awesome because we get to make it pretty. Uh, So I'd say that's coming out of it because we're just finding other projects and things to do and teaming up more together on stuff. So not that we didn't team up before, but I think it just took us to the next level. And I think it's taken a lot of my relationships with people to the next level and increased them and made them richer. That's my answer. Let's see. Do you have any new or ongoing projects you'd like to mention? Why just the house? Let's see. Um. See, Flipping a House, which I think I'll document it. I think I even thought about opening up my Facebook again just to kind of document video-wise the journey of us flipping, which I hope no one expects it to be without comedy because I don't know how to use tools. (laughs) And uh, I want to do a lot of stuff myself, so I want to learn, which means I'm going to make a lot of mistakes, not to mention my personality is to trial and error things. And sometimes I don't always ask. I just go straight to the trial and the error comes immediately. So I'm thinking that might be fun to throw that in there. So if I do start something, I don't know if we'll YouTube it or Instagram it, but we'll something it. So I'll keep you posted. Um, Also, my friend Tara will be joining me on that venture. So it will be a duo in our videos. And then we'll have guest star spots from anybody else in our life that is helping us. And that's something else. Flipping that house, we um, we close on Monday and we've already had a lot of people that we know come in and want to help us, show us things. And that's brought us closer to people. So everything in this life that we get to do, um, oh, I just believe God has his hands in it and in it and I see it and I just, it's just so cool. So once again, just putting that out there to keep your eyes open and and see all the amazing things that sometimes we don't get to see, especially with COVID-19 and, and everything else in this world that's going on. Um, Do you have a short message sentiment to share with your audience? I think that was my short sentiment. Um, slow down, appreciate being alone so that you can learn to love yourself and know who you are and be confident in who you are and enjoy your alone time. I think that alone time is also very important to process things, write things out, goals, emotions, etc. To always know where you are mentally so that physically you can stay healthy. Positive mind is a positive body. That would be what I'd want to (sighs) share. Well, I guess that's it. I want to thank you again for inviting me just to kind of do a recap of 2020. Um, Working from home has been fun. Wearing pajamas every once in a while while on Zoom or virtual calls (laughs) has been great. We just got through our first three-day virtual summit for First Financial, and myself, a gal named Madison, a gal named Hillary, and then uh, Jeff Graves, the president of the company, co-owner with my dad, we put on our first three-day summit, and we had two key motivational speakers. And I'm feeling pretty pumped up right now about business and life and everything in general. So I am continuing to work on being present with Savvy, and with everyone else in my life. So that's probably going to be a continuous, intentional thing that I strive for. But yeah, it's overall with all the things that have gone on in 2020, I feel very blessed to be here. I feel blessed to um, be a part of Stephen and Dixie's life and everybody else around me and just grateful for all the things God continues to bless me with. So, all right, that's all I have. I'm going to sign out here. This is Rachel Bonner signing off.
3: And remember, the only normal
6: people you know
3: are the ones
6: you don't know
3: very well.